This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. And thank you, Scott Slade. It always is great to be saving money on your energy bill, to use technology wisely, and to live a more sustainable life. I'm Tim Eccles, and energy does matter no matter where you're at, uh, whether uh, it's in New York City or or Paris, France, or Atlanta, Georgia. I'm here today, as always, with my co-host, Casey Boyce. Casey, how's it going? I'm good, Tim. Good morning to you. And we continue on through 2020 in a very different posture. Our show's continuing to be uh, to be recorded from our makeshift studio. Casey, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about how we're doing this uh, during uh, this kind of quasi-shelter-in-place time? Yeah, so as the theme of the show, we're using technology wisely here. Uh, so, you know, the way that we are doing the recordings is uh, Tim and I and our guests are on Zoom and talking to each other. But each of us is recording our own audio track, and the audio tracks get merged by our ace producer, Logan Booker, and produced into the final show that you're hearing right now. And, and Tim, I have to say, we're getting kind of good at this. This isn't, uh, this isn't too terribly new anymore. Yeah, I, I miss Logan, and I miss bringing him varsity chili dogs, uh, because that means I can have a varsity chili dog. Uh, but, of course, who wants a chili dog this early in the morning? But uh, but it it is great to have another Athenian, another UGA guy with us today, PJ Zonzius from Gas South. Hey, PJ, how's it going? It's going good. Good to be here. And you've got this background of, uh, of Sanford Stadium behind you. Uh, and we were just talking about what a different future is going to be, especially for sports. I mean, uh, it, it, it's it's got to be, uh, you know, from a from a participant standpoint, it's got to be a different experience. Uh, you know, we're we're recording, obviously, uh, pre-recording this show, and I was listening to PGA Golf yesterday on my Sirius Satellite Radio. And one of the players hit a hole in one, and there was no one there to clap for them. I mean, how 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 difficult is that to you know to do something like that and nobody ever see it? PJ, do you think we're ever going to get back to normal for sports? You know, I, I, I hope so. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm glad when I'm putting out there that there isn't anybody watching, but. Uh, but, you know, I think it's kind of one of those things, too, that, uh, you know, I haven't had a Starbucks coffee for eight weeks. That first one, I, I didn't care. So when sports do come back, I think people are just going to be happy that there's some entertainment out there. And uh, hopefully when we all get back to where it was before and there's, you know, 75, 80,000 fans in Sanford Stadium, that people really appreciate what that uh, what that means to them and and enjoys it because I, I think if there's anything that this has taught me personally I know my family it's it's that uh, just how grateful I am for little things you know whether that's toilet paper or eating out or uh, enjoying some time with my family or going to a uh, sports game hopefully in the near future yeah that's right Casey uh, we're going to be talking with PJ about some of the things Gas South has done. Uh, from a charity perspective and giving back, uh, which they've always done as a company, it's in their DNA, but uh, but during this time especially. But, Casey, before we get into that, I know you work with a lot of utilities around the country. Are utilities, Casey, really having to, to take extraordinary caution? Uh, and if so, why why is it necessary for utilities to do that? Well, I mean, just as everyone else, utilities um, need to take caution to make sure that they're keeping their customers and their employees safe. Most of the utilities that I've uh, worked with, um, you know, they deployed virtual call centers. So when you call in and talk to a rep, that person more often than not right now is working from home. Um, and it, it seems to be going pretty well from everyone that I've talked to. Uh, they've also instituted social distancing measures for 
for field crews to make sure that you know they're maintaining appropriate distance between each other and from uh, customers. You know, the good news is that utilities are generally pretty well prepped for emergencies, and so when uh, coronavirus really started to take hold in March, utilities were pretty quick to react and put into place operational plans uh, like I, I just shared, um, but also uh, you know, engaging with their customers and their partners to help folks who are economically impacted by the crisis. And I think, you know, PJ is going to talk a little bit about what Gas South has done to help on that front. PJ, uh, you know, the, the virus hit during the winter. It's been disruptive, uh, I think, for, you know, for everyone, but especially utilities who weren't getting paid. Uh, right. I mean, you're you're providing a product, but in many instances, you weren't getting paid. So you guys have had adjustments to make. So before we jump into kind of how you're giving back, what's this been like, I guess, from a from a balance sheet perspective on not getting the revenue that you need to operate your company? Yeah, no, it's a it's an interesting question. Um, you know, this this hits so quickly. Um, you know, beginning of March, I was at a, at a baseball game down in Florida and the next week we weren't in the office. Um, and I think you got to preface this, though, is as as far as industries go, we are blessed to be in a uh, the utility industry and blessed to be, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a place where people need our product. Now, because they need our product, that means that they, you know, you can't heat your homes and you can't take a warm shower. And so therefore, you know, it's really important that we work with the Public Service Commission and the different utilities and the LVCs to ensure that we're delivering that essential service. Um, from a balance sheet perspective, um, Gas South had its best year ever last year. And so we went into this challenge um, ready and able and confident that we were going to be able to, to get through it. And really taking an approach of putting that customer first um, and being very flexible on payment terms, not turning people off on the commercial side, letting people out of contracts, doing extended payment terms, um, not holding them to uh, you know, usage requirements. Now, the, there, there was or is a moratorium in some areas on shutting customers off. And so that, 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 that means that, that from a balance sheet perspective, we're probably gonna have more bad debt. But does that mean that we're not gonna be profitable? No. Um, you know, can we compare what we're going through at all to to what the hotels, the hospitality, or the small businesses are, we are fine. We're hiring, we're financially stable, you know, but we are a very low margin business. We do, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 million a year, and our net income is is a small percentage of that. So we have to be very careful on the bad debt side, but, you know, I think, you know, given the partnership that we have with the regulatory and with the trends that we're seeing, we're going to have some impact there. And, you know, it's not going to be like it was in 2019, but we're going to come out of this and we're going to be we're going to be good. And we're going to have shown our customers that we care about them. Yeah. Casey, uh, you're you know, you've got your finger on the pulse of of other states. Do you hear similar messaging from other other utilities or other utilities not really as aggressive to be flexible like Gas South is being. Yeah, it, you know, it's really depended. Um, we we kind of see a tale of two industries out there. Um, I, I think first things first. That you know, as PJ mentioned. A lot of utilities have been, you know, very customer focused and reaching out to their residential customers, um, suspending disconnects, um, helping their business customers, and really take caring, uh, taking care of the customer first. So, I, I mean, I think that's an important thing to acknowledge. Um, you know, we've really seen the gamut. There are a lot of utilities that are in a very similar situation to what PJ described. You know, fairly strong balance sheet going into it. They don't really impact, uh, expect a huge impact to their profitability maybe some cash flow um, in the short term. We've seen some other utilities that they're expecting a pretty big hit to profitability because of this. Um, and so, you know, there, there's kind of half of the industry is saying, yeah, we're going to weather this pretty well. And half of it saying, yeah, this is going to cause some pain. Wow. PJ, by going into this flush, if you will, and, and having, you know, uh, coming off of a, a really good year, I think you guys were in a position to be able to be generous and, and that's exactly what you've done 
through this. Tell us about some of the some of the initiatives that the company's been engaged with, you know, since the virus hit. Yeah, so, you know, this is just kind of the way that we do things, whether there's a virus or not a virus. Uh, we're a purpose-driven company, um, and it's one of the things that has kept me at the company and something that I just really enjoy for the last 11 years is, you know, we exist to be a fuel for good. So natural gas is just kind of what we do, but when we get up every day, um, our goal is to, uh, to treat people right, um, to put, our, put people first, do what's right, and strive to win. And so what that means for us is we give 5% of our net income in cash back to the communities that we serve every year. So whether there's a, there's a, there's a need necessarily like COVID-19 or not, well, that's what we do. And uh, it's really been, it's a part of our culture and uh, it's exciting to be part of. So this was interesting and challenging and and engaging to work on when this hit because we were just coming to the end of our fiscal year. So we were just starting our new fiscal year and this hit, April was the start. And so normally we distribute that money over the course of 12 months. And so it became apparent that there was some need in the, there was some specific needs in uh, in the in our service territories that needed to be used. PJ, uh, let me get you just to hold right there because when we come back, I want to I want to get into the need that you saw and and the response, you know, and, and the kind of the thinking process that executives at Gas South went through, and then to find out what you did. So you guys stick around. We're going to be back with Casey Boyce, my co-host, and PJ Zonzius on Energy Matters. We'll be right back. Gas South believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit, and the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. Gas South. The difference is good. BMVW is the place in Metro Atlanta to get your used hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or fully electric car. They're located on the south side near the airport, but it is well worth the drive. Go online to look at their inventory at ev-hybrid.com and set up a time to see the vehicle or even drive it for up to three days. I don't know of anywhere else in Metro Atlanta that you can do that. That's ev-hybrid.com, the best deal in town. ev-hybrid.com, ev-hybrid.com. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We're back on Energy Matters. We're talking with PJ Zonzius, uh, my co-host Casey Boyce and I. Uh, and PJ went to UGA. Our show originates from WGAU in Athens, and we certainly love all things Bulldog. I am a triple dog myself. PJ, when were you at UGA? I graduated in 2007, so I was there from 2003 to 2007. Yeah, so I was there... The first time, seventy-eight, eighty-two, as Herschel Walker was there. Of course, that's that was the golden, the golden era. I lived in Reed Hall, right behind the stadium. Right, it was all but like thirty steps out to get into the stadium from my dormitory. But PJ, you you like most UGA students uh, had a great experience at UGA. What was one of the cool experiences that you had? Well, there was there was many cool experiences. Uh, one, living in Creswell Hall, which is still there, and I'm sure was there when you were there. Um, but the, the coolest thing that we did, um, my wife's heard me tell this story a billion times. She calls it the bus story. But my sophomore year, uh, me and nine of my friends were out, uh, headed out to play uh, some golf. And on our way there, at a flea market, we saw a 52-foot GMC 5000 1985 school bus. And so by the ninth hole, we had brought, gotten $2,000 together to, uh, to buy that school bus. And so that day, uh, we bought a 1985 school bus for $2,000 after some tough negotiation. 
And uh, over the next two weeks, we worked to make that into a tailgating machine. We used house paint and we painted it red, uh, white top and uh, cleared out the interior, put futons in and it got it insured as an RV so people could have fun on it. And, and our whole goal was take it down to Georgia and Florida. And so uh, well, there is a billion stories to be told about the bus. But that was uh, an amazing experience. And quite frankly, that, that story got, I think, ni- all nine of us our first job. Yeah, I understand that you got into a little bit of trouble with the university as your, <laughs> as your, uh, as your entrepreneurialism uh, kind of got out of control, maybe a little trademark infringement. Tell me about that, if you don't mind. Well, you know, we, uh, we spent all our money on the bus, and so uh, we needed to have some, some money to fund our, uh, our, our enjoyment and our, our experience there. And so we came up with this idea. Um, for some reason, I dressed up as a, in a suit, and I drove the bus over to a sign shop called AKO Signs. And we did a deal with the owner where he would put two G's on the side and Ugga eating a gator on the back if we, when we got down to the RV spots, would go out and market for his company. And the other thing we asked for is we wanted T-shirts at cost. And so we got T-shirts made that had some resemblance to the Georgia logo and, and highlighted Danny Ware, the running back at the time. And uh, we were selling those T-shirts. And we sold the story to the red and black. And on, that, on the, that, that special issue that they always do for the Georgia, Florida, we were on the front page and we were all wearing the t-shirts and it said that we were selling them. So that day, everybody was on campus with their book bags full of t-shirts. We were selling them $20 to alumni, $10 to, to students, and we sold them out. And the, at the end of the day, I'm walking home from a class back to my apartment. I had just failed an accounting test because my brain was in multiple other places. And I get a call from the athletic director, Damon Evans, and he tells me that uh, we have to stop selling T-shirts. And uh, thankfully, he was nice. I wasn't going to get expelled. He thanked me for my, uh, my patronage as a fan, uh, but sent me a, a, a nice letter that I still have. That, uh, that tells me that I can't sell any more T-shirts. And I will, I will neither <laughs> confirm or deny whether or not I sold any more after that. <laughs> you got to love it. Casey, uh, get, us, a- get us back to some sense of normalcy here. <laughs> how, do, how do we follow that up, Tim? I don't know. <laughs> so, so before the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, Gas South and, and their commitment to being you know, good citizens and, and donating 5% of uh, income to, uh, to various uh, charities. And you know, one of the things that we see in, in our research on, on utility brands is that you know, customers really want to see their utility and their energy companies involved in their community. It makes a big difference. Um, and, you know, thankfully, a lot of utilities are, but, but you know, they don't necessarily toot their own horn, right? It's just a part of their DNA. So, you know, PJ, tell us a little bit about what Gas South does in terms of its charitable giving and, and specifically what you guys did. You, you mentioned, you know, coronavirus hit right at the beginning of your fiscal year when you'd start to, to you know, be parceling these donations out. Like, how did that change the picture for you guys? Yeah, so I mean, it, it hit, and then all of a sudden there was this huge need, and so conversations started immediately. You know, how are we going to help? And and we normally distribute that that money over a period of time, and, and it's five percent of our net income. So that means that this year we were going to distribute a million dollars out to the community, and that was the largest sum that we had ever given out. Um, and so it, it became pretty uh, clear to us that the money was needed now. And, you know, distributing it over the 12 months wasn't necessarily what was the community needed. It also became clear to us that these needed to be very kind of directed and strategic. Um, how we normally do it is it's a, it's a kind of a grant system and the employees vote and it, it takes, it, it's awesome. It's a great experience, but it, it, it isn't, it isn't the, the process isn't really there to, to make it strategic and tactical. And so the, the leadership team got together and uh, they came up with, to me, what was a, a fantastic plan that really leveraged the, the partners that we knew could deliver in the key areas where we, we believe that there was a need. And so we gave uh, $250,000 to United Way. 
um, that a lot of that money was used to for power my learning so that so that students could adapt to the the change in the learning environment. Um, we also created an, a fund in partnership with the United Way and the Georgia Restaurant Association, where there was fifty thousand dollars that was specifically for restaurant workers um, that had lost their jobs due to COVID nineteen. We did a we did a similar thing, and one of the things that I was most proud of that is kind of like the bus. It was literally just an idea that we created. Was we worked with the uh, the Atlanta Community Food Bank, and the Georgia Hotel and Lodging Association, and some leadership at IHG to create pop up food pantries. So we we basically bought fifty thousand dollars of food through the uh, community bank that was distributed to the different hotels. And these are still going on today. Every Tuesday, a new hotel um, gets food, and then their employees can come. And, and just like where you pull up your valet, it's a line, and they give them baskets of food. Um, we also made uh, donations to the YMCA to help uh, frontline front workers with childcare, uh, to HEAT, which is HEAT is the organization that helps low-income households uh, uh, you know, helps them with their utility bills, uh, Salvation Army, St. Vincent de Paul. So um, it was uh, it was a million dollars and a uh, million dollars is a significant uh, contribution for a company of gas house size. I think people think we're a lot bigger than we are. We're 220 employees. Uh, you know, by by Georgia standards, we're a small business in many ways. But uh, we have the ability, we have the structure and we have the vision to, to do this. And, and we're going to continue to give back. Um, and, you know, that's just part of who we are. It's, it's what we call the Gas South Way. But uh, we got to do some very cool, we got to do and we continue to do some very cool things to help people. That's great. It's, you know, it sounds like you really hit a lot of different sectors where people were, were hurting immediately. And, and, you know, one of the things that we've been talking with our clients about, and I'd, I'd love to get your, your take on this, having partnered with the hospitality sector um, and, and helping support workers who were impacted there is, you know, how do we, as energy utilities, like how do we help small and mid-sized businesses get back up on their feet as things begin to reopen and, you know, as they've suffered a financial hit. I mean, do you, do you have a perspective on that from the work that you've done? Yeah. I mean, so I've been, I'm really involved with the restaurant and the hotels I'm on the board of both the GHLA and the Georgia Restaurant Association. And, and, uh, when I, when I wasn't on the bus in school, I ran a bar in Athens. And so, uh, I, I've been really tied to, uh, the hospitality industry throughout my career. You know, there, there isn't necessarily an, an easy answer. And, you know, the energy industry, I think, can do its part. And its part means being flexible with, with payments and making sure that these that energy isn't a barrier to these places getting back open, right? Other than that, you know, a lot of times these folks just need some support right now. They need some business. Um, we are looking at how can we market out um, our current restauranteurs and our, our hotels that we've serviced for so long. A lot of times our marketing is focused on getting new business. How can we help them relaunch? So we work with Atlanta Eats and they're a great, um, they're a great marketing company and they do some great um, uh, videos. And so we're trying to get uh, restaurants that we've had forever, you know, relaunched. So helping these business relaunch. You know, we do events. We we have a uh, 300,000 customers. How can we use our marketing, our connection with our customers to help drive business to restaurants, hotels, um, and small businesses? I mean, 85% of hotel employees are out of work. Um, you know, restaurants. The challenges in the restaurant industry is is difficult. The regulations are helping to as they ease up. But, you know, we're getting there. When we come back, we're going to transition to some unique things about the gas marketplace in the state of Georgia. For those of you just joining us, we're at Matters Radio on Twitter. I'm at Tim Eccles. He's at KC Boyce. And Gas South is at Gas South on Twitter. So we'd love to have you hit us up. And if you've got a good idea about how to help restaurants and hotels and the hospitality industry bounce back, we'd love for you to post something with us. I'm Tim Eccles. We'll be back in just a minute. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold, Golden, and Gregory. 
an AmLaw 200 law firm with 180 attorneys in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. They take a business sensibility approach when advising clients. They provide industry knowledge, attention to detail, transparency, and value to help businesses and individuals achieve their definition of success. AGG subscribes to the belief not if, but how. We thank John Gornall and all the attorneys and staff at AGG for sponsoring our show. Creative Solar USA is a Georgia-based turnkey installer of innovative solar panel systems. They're dedicated to energy solutions for both your home and business. With their NABCEP certified installers, they ensure their clients receive the highest quality of solar energy systems in the industry. Contact CSUSA today at 770-485-7438 or go to creativesolarusa.com. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We talk all the time on Energy Matters about buying a used EV instead of a new one. Let someone else pay the depreciation. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, can fix you up. Go to their website at ev-hybrid.com to see the ever-changing inventory. BMVW has every brand, every type of EV, and they'll even let you test drive it for three days, show you how to charge it and drive it for maximum performance. That's ev-hybrid.com. ev-hybrid.com. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by BMVW Auto Sales. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We're back on Energy Matters, and we are talking with my co-host Casey Boyce and PJ Zonzius, who is a party bus manufacturer extraordinaire. Uh, you may know him, you know, from Gas South, but. Believe me, people in Athens know him for something else. Uh, and it, it was the creation of his of his unique party bus uh, that we talked about in the last segment. PJ, I, I just I just got to go back and circle back to the party <laughs> bus. I'm, you know, I was president of the Baptist Center, right? I mean, we didn't even allow alcohol in the building, right? So, uh, so I had a different experience, you know, from you. <laughs> Uh, on the party bus, uh, uh, but you, you certainly you had some stories about this bus and driving it because those things aren't that reliable anyway. And here you are driving that thing around uh, the the southeast, going to football games. I mean, what was one of the one of the the stories that happened to you guys out on the road? Well, um, there's there's a ton of stories, and specifically when you buy a bus that for two thousand dollars you're going to have even more stories Um, so on our on our maiden voyage was down to uh, Jacksonville Florida and um, I was only 19 at the time and so all my friends were 21 or and so the the rules of the way that insurance on the bus is you had to have a partition and you could drink on it but um, but it was only in that area and I was 19. So I was the driver. So I drove the bus and I was able to, because it was right underneath the limit of my license. So we're driving down and I'm just worried that we're going to get pulled over. And what ends up happening as we get into South Georgia is we end up getting police escorts, not pulled <laughs> over. So, so police are just like loving it. And uh, Channel 2 and, and a bunch of news places are calling us and, and people, the, we were in the red and black. So as people drove by, they were cheering. I mean, it was just, it was insane. Um, so it, take, it took us forever to get down there. Um, it went 55 miles uphill and like 110 miles downhill. The brakes were <laughs> iffy. Um, and so my, my dad literally was going to pay for me to fly down there because he was worried about the, um, the security of it. Um, but I'm glad I did. I, I made it, and the stories are here to tell. So we get down to Jacksonville, and uh, there's the landing. I never realized how much RV parking was. And so no, we didn't have enough money for it. So I ended up parallel parking it in, like, two parking spots with where the meters were and then we just kept running out from the landing during the night and filling both the meters so we didn't get there and and, and all 15 of us slept on the uh, slept on the bus and so that uh that was the the story of the first night we ended up 
parking it at the Maxwell House parking lot. So if you've ever been down to Jacksonville, you know where that is. It's between the landing and the, the stadium. And, and we were there for a whole week. And um, it, was, uh, it was an awesome experience. And we have many more stories to tell from it. You know, Casey, we joke on this show all the time about a me mocking Ivy League grads and how an Ivy League education is worthless in the state of Georgia if you're running for political office or trying to have a successful business. And this story from PJ is case in point in why going to a school like the University of Georgia provides you with experiences that you could never get in a classroom sitting up in Massachusetts or Connecticut or Pennsylvania or New Hampshire or New York, that this experience that PJ went through helped make him the seasoned executive that he is today. And Tim, you went to UGA three times and don't have stories half as good <laughs> you know you know here i'm sequestered over at the baptist center right where we can't even take a bottle of alcohol in there and i'm a teetotaler myself i'm in there having a bible study you know, while pj and them are painting up their buses with a with a bulldog chewing up on a gator <laughs> you know to each their own right yeah. <laughs> and in all clarity i had to go back and get my mba because I, I probably didn't have the best attendance at uga but hopefully my mom doesn't tune into this show oh wow I, I, you didn't go back to uga for your mba did you pj I did not. I wanted to, I, not that I don't love the University of Georgia. I just wanted a different experience. All right. Yeah, so he goes down to where Casey uh, got his um, master's, and that is Georgia State University. So, um, so you're, you're a Panther, uh, I guess, in that regard. Well, Casey, uh, we're going to talk a little bit in this segment about the natural gas marketplace in Georgia and whenever I travel, I have people people in the industry tell me, wow, Georgia's the gold standard for natural gas deregulation. And I don't think our citizens realize how unique our situation is. So I'd rather keep talking about PJ's bus, but if we have to talk about the natural gas markets, I suppose we can. Um, so... In, in Georgia, we've got a deregulated natural gas market, and we had... Uh, probably a couple months back at this point, uh, Brian Batson on the show, who's the president of Atlanta Gaslight, and he talked a little bit about the role that they play in basically distributing gas to homeowners and businesses in the state of Georgia, uh, maintaining all of the pipes and things like that. Um, PJ, talk to us a little bit about what marketers like Gas South do in the market here. Yeah, so, uh, you know, marketers are are exactly that. And we, we buy gas, we sell gas, and we bill it. You know, we don't own the pipeline. Uh, we, don't, uh, we don't have the service technicians. I mean, it's a pretty small kind of operation. We're really a sales and marketing entity. But, you know, it, it, the, the interesting thing is how Georgia is, is structured, meaning that it's fully deregulated. So it's the most deregulated state as far as natural gas goes in the country. And so that means that we market out to both residents and the commercial industrial space. Everybody, if you're on the Atlanta Gaslight System, you got to choose a marketer. We hope you choose Gas South. In other states that we do business in, it, it's completely different. I make the joke that, you know, doing business in another state in, in our industry is kind of like doing business in a different country. There's different customers. There's different uh, regulations. It's billed differently. You know, when I, we started in Georgia, right? And so we were spoiled. When, when we started going to other states, we went to Florida first and then to the Carolinas, um, we realized how challenging the structure of, the, of how they form the market is, is more difficult and not as customer friendly. And we just, you know, we're blessed that we, we started this business in Georgia and that's our core market because it's easy to do business, it makes sense, and it's great for the consumer. And so for consumers, they have the opportunity to, as you said, you have to select a marketer, right? Um, but you've got the opportunity as a consumer to, you know, pick a marketer that has, you know, 
different pricing plans or that gives back substantially to the community like Gas South does and and really you know you, you have more choice and more options right yeah I mean I mean you really get you know it's a commodity right so our product at the end of the day is exactly the same I mean it's right. the exact same molecules so that's what's so fun to me about being in this business is you really have to differentiate your company and yourself you know, you have to create a different company that is that is different. And I, you know, I really enjoy Gas South because in a lot of ways, the utility industry isn't really known to be that that that, you know, it's not Google, it's not Apple. And so really, it, we we at Gas South don't have a utility mindset. So we're thinking as as marketers and salespeople. And so. We're, we're focused on the customer. We're, we're doing everything we can to communicate to them and give them a different experience. And hopefully they, they like what they see and they feel good about Gas South. And so they choose us. Yeah, we, you know, in my company, we do a lot of work with um, retail brands in the Texas market, which is similarly deregulated for electricity. And what we see there is really kind of three tiers of, of marketers. You know, there's a group that they're, you know, just trying to do anything right, um, you know, and, and struggle uh, as a result. Uh, there's a group that's really just kind of the basics, right? So they'll offer a competitive rate. They'll do all right with customer service, but they're not giving back to the community. They're not offering any, you know, cool products or anything like that. And then you've got a group of marketers that really are, are kind of what we consider firing on all cylinders, right? They've got competitive rates. They've got great service. And they've got something unique that, that makes them stand apart to their customers, whether it's the community engagement or products that their customers value and things like that. I mean, do you see a similar kind of structure in the Georgia market? Well, Texas is the Wild West. So let's just preface that as far as energy marketing goes. There's so many, the, the level, the, the ease of entrance in Texas is, is we could mean you can start a marketing company tomorrow. And I think that's that the fact that it takes a little bit of work and some capital to start a business in Georgia allows for there to be those that are there to be good good competitors but then you do see that there is just there's a difference in um you know the the philosophy of those different marketers um you know the top three natural gas providers in the state of georgia have about 75 percent of the market share and that's earned and then and then if you go and you look at the other the other marketers it's a it's not their main focus. It, it's a sub business of theirs, and so you know the the great thing about Georgia, and I, I tell people this: look, I'm a fan of the industry. Is you know, for the for the Public Service Commission does a great job. That you're going to get decent service. It's are you going to are you going to have the flexibility in the plans? Are you going to have the level of service that you that you need and want uh, when you're choosing a marketer? Yeah, let's stop right there. I want to come back after the break for one more segment with PJ. We're going to talk, of course, about the party bus, but let's get back into uh, the natural gas market. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. Stick around. Support for Energy Matters comes from Sterling Planet. The folks at Sterling Planet want to help you meet your environmental and business goals with renewable energy. From understanding RECs, or Renewable Energy Certificates, to a carbon offset plan to innovative white tags energy efficiency certificates, they can help you navigate the corporate green energy world. See more at sterlingplanet.com. The electric car revolution is coming, and the choices are growing. Gem cars are everywhere. You've seen these low-speed electric vehicles on college campuses, downtown Atlanta streets, and resort islands like St. Simons and Jekyll. Gem cars are street legal, equipped with seatbelts, headlights, and a tag, and can operate on roads with speed limits of 35 miles per hour or less. If you want to know more about these electric cars and trucks, six-passenger shuttles, mobile repair service, or full vehicle wraps, go to GemCarService.com. That's G-E-M, CarService.com. Tim Eccles here for Solar Sun World. No doubt you've seen solar panels popping up all over Georgia. If you want the precision of German engineering when it comes to solar, Solar Sun World is for you. The folks there understand the complexities of solar and how to make it work. From tax credits to inverters to accelerated depreciation, they'll unpack it all. They've been in business for over 25 years. To find out more, go to SolarSunWorld.com. That's SolarSunWorld.com. 
Energy Matters would like to thank GasSouth for its support of the show. GasSouth has a no-deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per-therm rates in the state. Use the promo code MATTERS for a special deal. GasSouth, the difference is good. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We're back for one more segment with Casey Boyce, my co-host. How's it going, Casey? I'm good, Tim. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get into this last segment here. And PJ Zonzius, party bus manufacturer extraordinaire and gas company executive. PJ, welcome back. Good to be here. PJ, uh, I, I tell you, we just haven't had a riveting story like this party bus story uh, on the show maybe in 75 episodes. I mean, this is just, this is just too good uh, not to talk about some more. I mean, all good things must come to an end, I guess, PJ. So, I mean, you're out, you know, you're out grown up now. You're, you know, you're helping company, your company be successful. Uh, but your party bus, what, what happened to the party bus? Well, every time I drive by a bus, I, I still look at it, but my wife quickly says no. But uh, yes, all good stories uh, do come to an end. And and when you buy a bus for $2,000, there's going to be some challenges with it mechanically. And we experienced those through the year. So we went to Auburn and we were stuck there for a while. We made it home. The alternator blew one time. We, we had multiple police escorts um, because our lights might go out. So we get to the end of the season and we're in the summer and we get this great idea. We were talking to my, one of my good friend's dad's. And he was a huge NASCAR fan, and his, his guy was Dale Earnhardt Jr. And so we put this deal together where he was going to fix up the bus and get like a magnet or something to go over the G's, and he would take it to NASCAR events, and then he would give it back to us for the football games. So we were really excited, right? So we, we six of us get on the bus, and we drive it to Hilton Head, where he lives, and we drop it off. And he takes the bus over to his guy that's the mechanic or that was going to do all this work. And he, he walks in the door and he's got $2,000. And he hands us the $2,000 and he says, you guys are never getting on that bus again. You're, you're, you're lucky to be alive. And um, that, so that bus is somewhere in a Hilton Head junkyard, somewhere, somewhere and we took the, the $2,000, and uh, we six guys had a good time with it. Wow. And that's the end, that's the end of our story. So, so did you hear what was wrong with the bus, that you guys were lucky to be alive? The brakes, uh, hydraulic okay. braking was not good. The alternator was about to go. Um, actually, I, I actually have a smaller list of things that did work on it, and that basically just included <laughs> the windows. Wow. So I, I know you guys out there think you're listening to Energy Matters, the show that, that, that airs uh, every week at this time. And we've diverted a little bit to talk about about an entrepreneur, a golfer, former UGA student who invested in a party bus during his, his time. You know, PJ, I have to think that all the tech guys, right, and I work with a lot of them in the utility business, and you do too, you know how they kind of look at Georgia guys, kind of, you know, they kind of tilt their head a little bit, kind of look down on us, down their nose. And I think it's, I think part of it is because we do have such a broad type of an education where we get to experiment with things like this, right? Yeah, I, I'd rather have a good story than a plaque on the wall, but if I can have both, I'll take them. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Let's jump back into energy because it does matter. And you know, Casey, the fact that Georgia has uh, the gold standard of natural gas deregulation, and that we've got that we have uh, natural gas pipelines being put in the ground almost every single day as the commission expands gas, and 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 part of the reason that we want to expand gas is because it. It provides manufacturers and processing plants and industries with an opportunity to do what they can only do with natural gas. There are just some things you, you have to have it in order to really be able to do, to do business. So natural gas is an important part of the energy resource. And, Casey, we've talked how in other states they seem to be going to war against natural gas. Uh, states like California, 
What's going on out there, Casey? Yeah, so there are a number of communities around the country that have banned new natural gas hookups for residential uses. So, you know, those commercial and industrial uses that you mentioned, you're right. There there are some things for which, you know, you can't substitute electricity. You've got to have natural gas or, or something else to, you know, to make steel or to make certain chemicals or, you know, things like that. Um, but, you know, given that natural gas is a fossil fuel, these these communities have said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to start somewhere and, and um, you know, we're, we're going to start with banning those new natural gas hookups. Um, it, you know, we talked with Brian Batson a while back and, you know, I talked with my natural gas company clients about how they're reacting to some of this, what, what really is kind of an existential threat, right? Like if you can't deliver the product, it's hard to have a business. Um, and, you know, Brian talked about uh, some of the renewable natural gas uh, options that are out there. There's synthetic natural gas that certain companies are uh, working on. Uh, PJ, is, is Gas South uh, exploring any of these at this point? Well, we're, we're definitely looking at, you know, sustainable. I mean, RNG, some of those, those areas of the business and the industry is really Really exciting. I, I think one of the things that, look, I, I'm going to have hopefully 30 more years left in this industry. And so uh, I'm, I lead the advocacy for the Natural Gas Association of Georgia. And I, I really think right now what, the, what we need to be focused on is just having an, a full conversation, not just about natural gas and electricity, but just energy. It, it needs to be the energy industry. And how are we as the energy industry going to deliver a more sustainable future? And I think when you change that perspective of not one or the other, now all of a sudden you can create things that both are going to benefit both. So I believe in this mantra of creating, not competing. So I don't compete against my competition. I don't compete against electric companies. I create stuff that's new. And so... I, I think when you get all that information in about what it takes to really scale and to create sustainability, you then understand that natural gas is a necessity to getting there. Because I think the thing that sometimes people forget is electricity doesn't just create itself. It, 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 it comes from natural gas. So we have to work together as an energy industry to move the needle. And I think everybody knows and everybody wants, I, I never have a conversation with an executive at a natural gas, electric, solar company, you name it, that doesn't want a sustainable future where we're using less carbon. Everybody's on board yeah. with that. Yeah, I, I think that's right on. And, you know, I think to your point, natural gas has played a really key role in decarbonizing electric generation in this country because it's so plentiful and so cheap. So it's it's made a big dent in the energy industry's overall carbon footprint. Um, you look at, at natural gas utilities um, like Washington Gas or New, G New Jersey Natural Gas, which are, are really leaders in sustainability. And they, they broaden. They, they don't just deliver gas. They help their customers figure out how do they live a more sustainable life or have a more sustainable business. And you look at the opportunities, and we've talked a little bit on the show in the past around transport. And for you know medium and heavy-duty transport, natural gas is a great fuel to substitute for, for diesel or or, or gasoline. Yeah, so I, I mean, at Gas South, we're part of an enterprise. We're the second largest energy company in Georgia between Cobb EMC and Gas South. We have a, we're, we're going to invest $10 million this year in solar, um, in solar projects. There's tax credits there, but it's also just a great thing to do and to help support the, the, that business and the energy industry. So I don't, I don't view myself as I'm in the gas business. I, I view myself as I'm in the energy business and gas and what I'm doing right now as far as natural gas marketing is just part of that. Just one piece of the equation. Casey mentioned RNG, renewable natural gas. And uh, I was watching a PBS uh, show, uh, Motor Week Illustrated, I think, uh, the other day. And they had a, this was a, I was just streaming it on the PBS Passport, and uh, they had a little segment about uh, about a dairy farm out, I think it was in Oklahoma, that had partnered with Clean Energy Fuels, which T the late T. Boone Pickens had owned, and they were capturing that methane out of the manure and then converting that over to natural gas on, on premises and then fueling up dairy trucks 
right, mm-hmm. with, uh, with compressed natural gas that was RNG. Can you, uh, and, and can you talk a second about RNG and, you know, and is it, does, does it have a place in the future? Absolutely. Just like anything, when, when you're initially building a technology, it, it costs more, just like hydraulic fracking did before in 2007. It, RNG has a huge future. And here's the cool thing about RNG. It's not just carbon neutral, it's carbon negative, especially when you put it into transportation. So, um, you know, and Georgia has a, ha, they're, they're Southern company, Atlanta Gaslight, companies like Chesapeake Utility Corp, you're seeing them make big investment into RNG. They're doing it for two reasons. First, because it's economical and there's a future. And second, because of the sustainability piece. So Georgia has a huge opportunity. We have more chicken farms than anybody else in the United States. We have 4,000 chicken farms above I-20. They create a lot of chicken manure, and you can use an anaerobic digester. You put all that in there, methane comes out. Guess what? We now have branded RNG chicken gas. Wow. So we started with party buses, and we're ending with chicken gas uh folks i'm telling you i'm telling you if you aren't listening and getting your friends and your family to listen to energy matters you were absolutely shortcutting the education process in their life every child in georgia should be gathered around the radio on saturday morning and listening to our show well pj thank you so much for being own energy matters today no it's been great to be here go dogs and i i hope everybody remembers me for more than my bus story but i'll i'll be here for that yeah casey another great show in the books thanks for being a co-host today absolutely great show thanks guys hey, i'm tim eccles you're listening to energy matters have a great day everybody gas south believes in the difference we can all make like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit. And the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. GasSouth. The difference is good. You've heard about Jim Cars on Energy Matters. Made by Polaris in Anaheim, California. These street-legal, small electric vehicles go where golf carts are not allowed. Equipped with seatbelts, headlights, optional doors, and a tag, Jim Cars and Trucks are perfect for shuttles, corporate, or college campus use. In fact, Georgia Tech has over 100 of them. The new generation Gems have many options when selecting the battery type, onboard chargers, and enclosures to suit the climate. Go to GemCarService.com to find out more. That's G-E-M CarService.com.